Hey, let's get to our next guest. We've been looking forward to this one. And this is another standing ovation. Yeah. It's for the great David Hall. Now, I've said here at the north end of the coast, there should be a statue of this guy. David Hall, good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, boys. Great to see that you're in my old stomping ground of Budgie Woy. Yeah, so this is where the magic, where it first started for you. Uh, can you take us down memory lane? Who were your early coaches at this beautiful end of the coast? Well, the crazy thing is that I didn't have a coach really for the first couple of years. Like when I was a kid, you know, playing at, at 12 years old on those courts at, at Budgie Woy, I didn't really, uh, with my buddy, uh, Paul Brown, we would just muck around for a couple of years. And then I think, well, we hit age 14 and we were like, man, maybe we should get some lessons. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, we looked up uh, good old Alan McDonald at, uh, at Tookley and he macaroned the, the squash courts uh, at Budgie Woy and also, yeah, did, did lessons uh, at Budgie Woy tennis courts as well. So... Yeah, I've got plenty of great memories in uh, in Budgie War, that's for sure. Yeah, David, I remember seeing a video with Kurt Fernley, and he said that when he was young, he had some people that believed that he could go all the way, and they backed him every step. And I guess when you're young, you need those people around you that really believe in what you could achieve. And then eventually, we said earlier, I think you're number one in the world. Was it for six years in a row? Yeah, I was number one. There was, uh, well, a few seasons there where I, you know, had, well, I dropped to number two. And then I think one year, 96, uh, dropped to number three. But, yeah, I was number one uh, for the, well, finished the season number one six times. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say for the better part of, uh, of 10 years, I was either number one or, or number two or number three. But, no, you're right. And I think, like, early on for me, Macca, like he was such a great influence and he had never coached wheelchair tennis before. And it was just that we just met uh, at Tookley one day and he said, Halsey, what are you up to? And I said, mate, I've just actually started playing wheelchair tennis. And, and so we got on the courts at Tookley and, and started having lessons. And, and that was really the, the beginning of, of my wheelchair tennis journey. Is Sydney your greatest moment or if it's not, what, what tournament would be? Oh, look, yeah, I think so, Steve. I think Sydney is my best moment. It's probably not the best I've ever played, but I think just in terms of prestige and, and dealing with the pressure, and I think the one that I wanted the most was Sydney because I knew it would never happen again. I'd never get that chance to, to win a gold uh, at home. And so, yeah, I think just like the memory of being up there. On, on top of the dais with the Australian flag being raised and, and the crowd singing the, the national anthem in the stadium. It was just, in some respects, it's like, you know, it was yesterday, but it was, uh, yeah, 23 years ago, which is so hard <laughs> to believe. Uh, Holly, speaking about uh, stepping on top of the dais, we saw last Sunday night, uh, a gentleman that has done it 10 times at the Australian Open in Novak Djokovic uh, and equals Rafa in relation to the number of Grand Slams, that being 22, uh, which is the all-time record. What a performance it was from him um, throughout the entire tournament when you consider, you know, the uh, controversy last year in relation to COVID and all those things and his immunisation um, or vaccination. 
uh, and where he stood with that. But just an amazing performance throughout the entire tournament. He absolutely dominated uh, that men's tournament. And uh, I guess Sister Bass was, you know, pretty lucky to be uh, as close as he did. You know, he got two tie breaks in that final. But, um, you know, it's still a straight sets win. Just a phenomenal effort. Yeah, it really was. And I think he's just so tough, Novak. Mm. It's, it's, I think physically when he's near his peak, he's just so tough to get the ball past. And you could kind of tell, like the first few rounds, he was he was good, but he wasn't at the top level. And then I think once he got through that, that match with Dimitrov, uh, when it looked like his hamstring was really playing up and he was just having trouble playing defense. I think once he got through that match, it, it really looked like he just... He put the turbo on, and he just went to a whole nother level, and he pretty much just, yeah, raced through Alex Simonor and, and Rublev and, and Tommy Paul. But I think in that final, he probably... I don't think he played his best, but when he had to, he really just stepped it up. And I think, yeah, Stefanos just... He just made a couple of errors in, in those tie breaks, and Novak is just... I mean, Grand Slam finals, he's just incredible. And he's just so tough. And, yeah, as you said, now on, on 22 slams, I think if you're a betting man, you'd, you'd say when it all uh, ends up in the long run that he's going he's gonna to finish with the most slams ever. David, can we talk about the women's final? Sabalenka up against Rabakina. And congratulations to both young women. I watched a, a fair bit of the women's singles the final went to three sets, 4-6, 6-3, 6-4 at the Aussie Open. Oh, it was getting a bit tight there in the end. I know that that last game where Sabalenka was serving was going uh, juice ad, juice ad, and, and there was a break point in there as well. So I think the crowd almost wanted it to keep going. I think they wanted yeah. to see a, a third set breaker, and I was just really happy for, for Sabalenka because... She's probably the best player the last five or six years not to have won a slam uh, in the women's event. And, you know, she'd made three semis and she could never quite get to the final. But then she just kind of put it all together over the course of, of the two weeks. And, I mean, for me, it was interesting that, you know, she was, uh, I think it was late last season where a coach said, I just, I don't know if I can continue to, to coach you. And, and she said, look, I'd, no, stay with me. I think we can do this. We can get this over the line. We can win a slam together. And I think it was just great that you could see him in the stands uh, after she won that match point that, like, he was literally, his head was bowed and, and, and he had tears in his eyes. And I think that was, uh, that was great to see. Yeah, Belarusian up against a young lady from Kazakhstan with a phenomenal mm. serve. She actually served faster and I think almost as accurately as uh, Serena Williams. Hey, by the way, one of the players, boys, that I really love seeing back in action, Victoria Azarenka. Yep. What, what a story. And, you know, now she's a mum and back on the tour. That's right. And I think that if she was... If you could pick a player the rest of the year that could make another long, deep run into a slam, then you could say that player was was Azarenka. And, and she's won slams in the past and you could tell that she's now super super motivated and it's been a long road for her uh, to, to get back to this point but yeah I think uh, Azarenka is definitely a player to watch uh, the rest of the year 
What a uh, and what about the we saw it last year with the special K's getting the job done <laughs> in the men's doubles and we've got a new combination which was fantastic to see. Can you say their name? Ah, uh, Kubler. I know Kubler and Huchikata. Huchikata. Nichikata. Nichikata. What, what a performance it was from those boys. Uh, haven't played a lot of doubles together, but my goodness, going into your first Grand Slam as a combination and uh, to get the job done. What a great effort and great to see them uh, find the Aussie flag. Well, it's funny because I think someone nicknamed them Team Kinky, which I thought was, was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you get the, the cross between Kubler and, and Hishikata. But the funny thing is, I think Jason kept asking Rinky, do you want to play doubles? And I think there was a, I don't know, there was some kind of hesitation there between the two. And, and I think it was uh, that now they've, they've played and I think they're going to play the rest of the season in the slams. And I think... Uh, I think they're going to try and make the, the year-end Masters uh, for doubles at, at the end of the year. But, yeah, great to see uh, great to see the Aussies win out there. Yeah, gee, haven't we produced some doubles combinations over the years? Uh, David, uh, such a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. What's coming up for you in 2023? Well, mate, I've got uh, my autobiography. Uh, that'll be coming out Ooh. at some point uh, this year. So, uh, yeah, I'll be... I'll be out there definitely uh, promoting that. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be – I think 2023 is going to be uh, a big year, and I hope it's, uh, hope it's successful for everyone. Yeah. Gee, we, do, do we get a mention? We might not get a launch. We, we're not, we might have to launch it here on the show. How good would that be? Let's make that happen. Uh, what's it called, mate? Oh, mate, uh, we've got a few details still under wraps at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it's going uh, to be very, very exciting. Yeah, that music in the background, it means we're heading off to the news. Uh, David, thanks so much for joining us, mate. I'm giving you another yeah, outstanding. standing ovation. Two words, outstanding. David Hall, pleasure to have you back on the show. Good on you, boys. Uh, enjoy your time in Budgie Boy.